Hey y'all, this is Allison. Before we start, a reminder to sign up for the free spring cleaning course. If it's not spring, you can call it the decluttering challenge. It is a five-day challenge to declutter your home, mind, body, and soul, and it's freaking awesome. Go to aligndesigns.co, click on online courses, and it'll be the first one listed as you scroll down. This is Align Designs, the show about creating a life of ease and flow and encouraging women to be 100% authentically themselves by following their inner authority and practicing transparency and vulnerability. This is the place where you can collect all the tools to help you construct your best life through the lens of human design. Here's your host, Allison Cullen. Hey, y'all. This is Allison, and I am coming at you today with a solo episode. It should be short and sweet, but it's chock full of a lot of good, just things to think about. So I wanted to talk about the idea of authenticity and alignment and integrity. And when I was naming my business Align Designs, alignment is a word that just feels good to me. Um, But a lot of times people, I think, don't have the same definition as what was in my head when I created it. And a lot of times people can say, you know, alignment in their heads is something like, okay, we're in a straight line. Everything is going exactly as planned and, you know, almost that perfectionist tendency and like everything's aligned, everything's perfect. And that's not really the feeling I was going for. So I wanted to talk about these definitions. And it's weird because I named my business Align Designs like over a year ago now. And the definition of alignment has come into an even clearer focus for me since then, just with life stuff that has happened. And it's pretty cool. So anyways, the de- I wanted to talk about the definitions of each of these words. Authenticity, which really, we're going to talk about the word authentic, and then integrity and alignment. So the definition of authentic is to be true to one's own personality spirit, or character. Integrity is the quality of being honest and fair, the state of being complete or undivided, to be whole. And then alignment, the definition of alignment, is the state of being arranged in proper position, the state or condition of agreeing with or matching something else. So with that last definition, alignment In my mind, what that means for me, and this might be different for you, um, but for me, being in alignment means that my outside, my actions, my intentions, my motivations match my true, authentic self on the inside. They're in alignment. They match up together. They're in proper position with each other. In using that, like to me, that also means that your outside way that you present yourself matches your true authentic self and is in integrity. So 
we're not, so the, the definition of integrity being the state of being complete or undivided, whole. None of us feels very whole. We always feel like there's something missing. There's something else to do. There's some achievement we have to have before we can be happy or whatever that, that looks like. But truly deep down, we have this identity and this soul and this deep, you know, intrinsic way of being that is who we really are. And sometimes it doesn't match up with the mask that we put on to like be a certain way in front of other people, if that makes sense. I have been thinking a lot lately about my own things that I want to work on. And I feel like I, I don't want to identify myself any longer. Like my whole life, I've identified myself as like a work in progress. And yes, we're all humans. So we're all a work in progress. And we all are in this life school. And we till the day we die, we will be learning things. Um, but I really want to start identifying as being already whole and already healed and just continuing to um, master certain things in life. And that does not mean that I'm perfect. And that does not mean that I'm uh, being like, oh, I'm good. No one else is good and everyone needs everyone else needs help, but I'm good. That's not where I'm going either. But I just feel like for so much of my life, I've operated out of lack of like, okay, let me fix this about myself. Let me fix this about myself. Let me fix this about myself. And now I just had this realization that I need to start identifying as already whole. And there's still going to be things to learn and things to master and things to practice, but not in a way of fixing myself, more so in a way of just enjoying the process of continuing to master something, continuing to master releasing control. That doesn't mean that I'm, sometimes I'll, you know, joke and call myself a recovering control freak when in actuality there's a lot of still control issues that I have. And I'm like, I, like everybody who's a human has control issues because we don't have control and that freaks us out. So instead of identifying as a recovering control freak, I am identifying as already whole and mastering the art of surrender because it is an art. It is not something that is black and white. It is something that changes. It is something that flows and it's something that's con- going to continue to be something I work on, something I put my hands into and mold, if that makes sense. That's why I'm like trying to think of it as an art, like the art of surrender. But one control thing that I was realizing that I have is trying to control how people see me, view me, think of me. And the self-censorship that I put in place to, quote-unquote, control the way that people see me. And how that's not an integrity. I'm reading a book right now. 
highly recommend. I love it. Martha Beck wrote it. It's called The Way of Integrity. And she talks about she went through this experiment for herself and she called it her year of no lying. Like she went through and like a whole year of not lying, like not even white lies. She goes into this, but not even like sometimes I just don't speak up about something because I don't want to start a fight and I don't want to get defensive and I don't want to trigger myself. I don't want to trigger other people. And um, I self-censor, you know, I don't say what I really want to say or what I feel like is my truth. In doing so, that is actually a lie, if that makes sense. And she talks about it has to be, you know, you might not want to go and just do, okay, for the next 365 days, I'm not lying at all. You might want to like slowly have baby steps into this because a lot of things can change in your life. Like for me, I, working in the music industry for so long, that was like a lie that I was telling myself was that that was attached to who I was, that I was good at it. It brought good money, so I need to continue doing it. And I was helping others and blah, 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 you know, all the different things when really my actual truth was that it was draining the life force energy out of my body. It was causing me anxiety. It was not my true purpose in life. It was something that was just paying the bills. It was causing more stress than it was worth. And it took, you know, going through the pandemic and and putting a pause on all of that work because musicians weren't able to perform at that time. So no work was happening. And it took a deliberate pause for me to actually realize that. So, um, you know, there's a lot of changes that can come in your life by practicing this no lying experiment. Um, I'm going to do my best to ease into it. I have not really started it yet. It's a, it's, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot over the last couple of weeks because of reading the book and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I, you know, what you tell little white lies, you just to make, not make sure that you're not hurting another person's feelings. You don't speak up when you, that little voice of truth inside of you wants to speak and you can do so in a really kind and loving way. That's a whole other, we could do a whole another podcast episode on that. Um, and we might do that. I have a few guests coming up that, that would be good to sort of chat through some of that stuff with, but man, like just take a moment. And when you, whenever you listen to this podcast over the next 24 or 48 hours, catch yourself with how often you lie or want to lie. And this is not like a shame game. This is just, we're human beings. We lie. The reason we lie usually I know there's people that are compulsive liars, but, and I think that's a different situation, but, um, human beings normally lie because being a part of a tribe and not being rejected is like in our DNA. Like we will do anything to make sure that we are accepted by our group of people and not looked down upon and not kicked out and all that kind of stuff because 
when we lived in tribes, if you were kicked out of the tribe, you probably died. You didn't have protection or food or water or any of that kind of stuff, and you couldn't live out on your own. So like, give yourself a little bit of grace with that. But these days, that's not the situation. And I know we are going through a whole thing of a lot of censorship, you know, media censorship and people calling people out and the Me Too movement and all of that. And there is some really big, like, necessity in a lot of that, in calling people out and all of that kind of stuff. I think that we could do it with a little bit more love, but in all honestly, I have not been a good um, example of that. So that's something I'm going to work on. But it's just that we want to make sure we're not censoring ourselves. And we want to make sure that we're not censoring that still small voice that's inside of us. Because the more and more you do that, the less you're going to hear it. And you're not going to be in communion with that divine part of you and with that intuition, that intuitive part of you. And so many things in life that are meant for us that are joyful and easy and fun come through following that still small voice. I just think for so much of my life, I I missed out on so many things because I was basically muffling that voice, you know, overriding it with logic or pros and cons lists or what looks good on paper or just straight up like muzzling it. And because I didn't want to speak it out loud and hurt somebody else or risk rejection. So look at where you're lying. Look at where you're lying to yourself Look at where you're lying to the people closest to you, to people that you like honestly even don't even care too much about. (laughs) Um, It's just a practice. It's an art. And it's something I'm starting right now. And I also, when I notice that I have told a white lie or told any type of lie, I'm also not shaming myself. I'm just like, okay, that's what that is. Why did I do that? Like, what was the reason behind it? And sort of go through there. And I apologize to myself. And if you need to and want to chat with the person you lied to, you can if that feels an integrity to you. But you don't have to. You could just do this all internally. But it's a big deal. And then look at where you're self-censoring. Where are you? I mean, I'm, I do this all the time. Part of me does it, I think, because I feel like I don't have the current bandwidth to be so triggered And then go calm myself down before I can go and keep on with the daily life or whatever is next on my to-do list or whatever that looks like for the day for me. So sometimes I'm like, I'm just opting out of this and I'm going to ignore it. And I'm not even going to read that DM and I'm not going to read that text. I'm not going to read that Facebook post and I'm not going to comment on it and all these kind of things. You know, if that's the situation, that's fine. But I have like recently tried to at least practice calming myself down first and then speaking my truth and then like not really leaving an opening for the other person just being like here's where I stand I understand if it's like not your truth but this is my truth and I just feel like I am censoring myself if I don't say it out loud so this is what I'm doing and you could even talk about the little practice of no lying and self-censorship and all of that kind of stuff 
if this feels good to you. I have found that it is very freeing. It's very liberating. It gives a sense of relief. It actually creates a lot of magnetism. And it's almost the same as one of my first episodes I did like a year ago was the magnetism behind the word no. This is very similar. Like actually saying yes when you mean it and actually saying no when you mean it. And not just telling people yes because that's what they want to hear. And saying no if you really don't want to do X, Y, Z thing. And self-censorship is the same thing. And like not lying to yourself and others is the same thing. So that's what I'm currently doing is like baby steps in not lying. The whole idea around control issues and controlling how people see me. Oh, this is an ongoing thing. I have always been a big people pleaser. I just like to, I like for people to like me. It's so weird because even when I was young, I sort of acted sometimes as the class clown, you know, like being just super goofy and almost sometimes self-deprecating and just to get people to laugh and get people to like me. It's like, man, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm realizing how selfish that is and how self-centered that is because the only reason I've done certain things is to control the way people see me and whether they like me or not. I'm like, whoa, how many years and decades have I spent like really trying to control others in that way by making sure they like me? It's okay if not everybody likes me. And it's so crazy because like in raising a daughter, she's almost two, so we're not quite there yet, but I just really want to raise her with, it's okay if people don't, like there's going to be plenty of people who like you and when you're being authentic and you're being yourself and they like you, those are your people and hang out with them more. (laughs) But there's going to be people who don't like you and that's okay. You don't need everybody to like you. If everybody likes you, there's something going on. There's some problem because you're not being authentic to yourself. And I wish I would have known that earlier than at age 37. That and then Glennon Doyle has this amazing quote. I might have to look it up right now. She says, every time you're given a choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. Oh, that is like the best quote ever, at least for today, for this podcast episode. I love that quote so much. And that is what I want to teach my daughter as I'm raising her. A couple other things that I wanted to talk about in this, I mean, I'm just like, I should call this the kitchen sink episode. I'm just throwing everything at you, y'all, that I've been thinking about lately. Procrastination. I know this doesn't have to do really with what I've been talking about, but it's interesting. It's one way that I've sort of been looking at myself and being a little more self-aware and going in internally to look at the reason I procrastinate on things. I have been finding myself procrastinating on quite a few things. I think part of this is because I like to have a schedule and my schedule has gotten off many times over the past few months and it always 
I mean, I think this is, I'm just like so not a go with the flow person, but I want to be. And I think that deep, deep down, I am a go with the flow person. It's just all my control issues make me want to try to control everything and have a schedule and all that kind of stuff. Having things come up that get me off schedule. I have a lot of things I've procrastinated on lately or haven't gotten done. I have a lot of undone to-do list items, if that makes sense. And I'm finding so much that I resist certain things. I, and I'm trying to sit down and look at why I do these things. Like there's certain emails that have not been responded to, DMs that have not been responded to, comments that have not been responded to. And I know I don't have to. It's funny because Glennon also talks about this, how she just like doesn't text people back. <laughs> if I don't want to text you back, I won't. Especially group text, man. That's hard for me sometimes. I only text on my laptop. I hardly ever text on my phone. So I usually wait till I'm in front of my laptop to text back. A whole other thing. Anyways, I'm just finding myself resisting a lot of admin things and things on my to-do list. And some of those are like Instagram DMs, which is an area where I love chatting with people on Instagram. And there's, I answer questions about human design. I answer questions about my coaching packages and online courses and all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, why am I resisting this? And I think it's just because I got so backed up and there's so many that it feels overwhelming instead of like answering one at a time. And lately I feel like I have not had the mental bandwidth to maybe I feel like I have to have the perfect answer for somebody. You know, it's like I create these these stories in my head. So anyways, w the moral of this little story I'm telling you is that I have been really looking at my resistance instead of judging that and being like, oh, I'm such a terrible person that it's taking me five days to answer this person. Da, 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 da. I just say, wow, this is interesting. I'm resisting looking at my email today. I'm resisting posting on Instagram today. That's fine. Maybe that's a little bit of a, on Instagram, there's certain ways, methods and ways of doing it where it's like, you have to post every day. You need to post once an hour on your stories, da, 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 like all the different things. And I think that part of that is my re rebellious nature where I'm like, I don't need to do that. Whatever. I don't care. And then part of it is like anger around the algorithm. Like I have a lot of followers and I feel like no one is seeing my Instagram posts. And part of that is like, oh, maybe I've been posting a few things that are like a little bit controversial and against Instagram's policy. So they're making it to where not my whole audience sees my posts, all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, but it's interesting to think about these things. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I control? I can control my answering back to my followers and my clients and giving them the best value and all of that kind of stuff. And then looking at where I might be resisting certain tasks or certain work and saying, okay, is this something that I could delegate to somebody else in the future? Cause I don't really enjoy doing it. Is this something that I'm having some maybe self-worth issues around? Is this something where, um, I'm creating like a mountain out of a molehill and I should just do it, you know, Anne Lamont's book bird by bird. I just should just do it a little bit at a time. So I'm looking at that instead of judging myself and being angry at myself and just forcing myself to do the thing, 
sometimes you do have to just force yourself to do the thing if that feels like the right next step. But for me, I was like, I need to go in inside and figure out why this resistance is coming up in the first place. Like what's going on here? Because I could learn from this and I could improve on this. So that's something to look at too with resistance and procrastination. Like really ask yourself why you're resisting it or procrastinating on it instead of just forcing yourself to do it. And then I wanted to chat a little bit about media. This is something I, for a while, was going down some rabbit holes of different, you know, I like literally don't watch the news at all. I feel like if I'm meant to know something, I'll know it. And my husband is pretty good about reading some pretty from some pretty like unbiased sources, like just the facts and he'll tell me. So I'm lucky that I have that filter of which to get my um, news event and events updates. I have to realize that social media is media also. And sometimes I found myself going down rabbit holes of that, which in which people mean well, but it does affect my point of view instead of me going inside and being like, okay, is this real? Am I just, you know, wanting to believe this person because I feel like I trust them and they really don't know what they're talking about, all that stuff. So just remember that media, all types of media, is legitimately brainwashing. No matter where you're getting your media from, there is, it's really hard lately to find news outlets that do not have any opinion or skew attached to it. I wish that that existed. I know The Hill is pretty good on that, but mainly they talk about politics. If anybody else has any um, great, seriously, fact-only, not-leaning-right-or-left news sources, please reach out and tell me because I want to include them in my spring cleaning challenge. And I'm going to talk about that because one day there's one day of our the five day free spring cleaning challenge. I'll put the link below because you definitely want to do it. It's awesome. I know that it's fall right now, but it's good to do it any time of the year. One of the days is about media. So I will definitely include like if you reach out to me and tell me where some good um, 100% pure fact news sources are, I will include them in that day because I think that's important. But other than that, social media is brainwashing. It really is. Like even following me on social media, everything that I post is going to be my take on something. And if that's interesting to you, great. And I love the comments and I love y'all responding to different things. But my, one of my jobs in this lifetime is to help guide you to think for yourself and to come up with your own truth and not take just take my truth. Um, and I think that's one of the purposes of human design too. And that's what I do in my alignment coaching and all my courses. It's almost like media is our new religion. I am very, 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 very anti-religion. I consider myself a Christian, but I do, you know, and so, but I also am very, very open to learning about all of the different beliefs in history and all of that kind of stuff. I think that there isn't just one truth. I honestly believe that even as a follower of Jesus's teachings that he didn't come to create a church (laughs) or create a new religion or anything like that. And we've done a really, the Christian church has done a really bad job of it. If this upsets you, that's okay. This is my truth. 
And I feel like lately, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't religious and it's weird because I'm like, you know that you're religious and that CNN is your religion. That's your church or Fox News is your church or whatever. And it's, it's crazy. We think that, oh, it's just the news and it's not. It's 100% brainwashing you. So take some time to just turn that off and go inside and figure out what your personal truth is. Listening to your voice and your still small voice and your personal truth is going to be the thing that brings you peace. And then not lying about it, like speaking that truth. But it is going to be the thing that brings you peace and abundance and joy and that feeling of being whole that feeling of being in integrity and I'm not there yet but I'm man I'm closer than I've been in the whole 37 years I've been on this earth and it feels really nice I get triggered still on a daily basis almost hourly sometimes if I don't have good boundaries up (laughs) And that's something I'm working through because I feel like every trigger definitely teaches you an area of yourself that can use some love and can use some integration. There's a few good resources I have with that. If you follow To Be Magnetic on Instagram, Lacey Phillips and her whole team are awesome with reprogramming a lot of that stuff and how to deal with triggers and things like that. There is a book called The Presence Process by Michael Brown that I highly recommend. We all have just unintegrated emotions. Even if you had like the most perfect childhood ever, there's a lot of things that goes on between zero and seven of just emotions that come up that we are a lot of times taught to just numb out or shut up or whatever. It's a lot of the that emotions and that in like deep down voice of truth that we end up quieting or pushing down that ends up coming up later on whether it's through depression or anxiety or addictions or whatever just anything that any human being goes through that feels not wonderful and the presence process walks you through on how to integrate those things it's a beautiful book Even if you just read it and don't do the experiment that he talks about, it's still mind-blowing. And then that book I talked about earlier in this episode, The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. It's pretty cool too, and she has a lot of cool exercises in there, but she also really goes through how to do an integrity cleanse, that year of no lying. There was one part of her book. Okay, so she, in the integrity cleanse, she says, if you'd like to experience this for yourself, Join me in something I call an integrity cleanse. The word integrity means wholeness. Living in integrity means expressing and doing what's true for you in all situations. Depart from your truth in any way. Offer a fake smile. Flatter your boss. Marry for money. And you become two people. The truth knower and the lie actor. That's duplicity. And duplicity, not social noncompliance, is the real enemy of joy. 
To start the integrity cleanse, first ask yourself, where am I out of integrity? Where are you not feeling that what you feel, knowing what you know, saying what you believe, and doing what feels most right for you? Once you've identified the duplicity, come back into integrity. Speak your truth, act on it, no matter what. I will leave y'all with that quote. I hope this episode brought value to you. I can't wait to hear what came up for you. Please reach out to me on Instagram, DM, or send me an email or comment on this podcast episode. I would love a rating and review too to see what you think. And I can't wait to hear from y'all. Thanks for listening. For more Align Designs and to connect with Allison, go to aligndesigns.co. A production of the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Marla Barr, the host of Your Wellness Journey, a podcast all about self-care, nutrition, and physical and emotional wellness. I'll teach you all about owning your wellness and understanding your personal healing journeys. Every week, you'll hear on how to conquer your mind-body obstacles and understanding your gifts. Subscribe or follow to Your Wellness Journey in all the places you would expect to find a podcast.